again, everybody. It's Meg from Planet. And this week, I sat down with Tanya Keefs, the head of customer success at Aircall, and she gave us some of her insights and wisdom about building a customer success team from the ground up. So um, I am here today with Tanya, the head of a customer success at Aircall, and um, she's going to tell us a little bit about customer success at Aircall and uh, how they look at it and deal with it. So before we get started, um, will you tell our listeners a little bit about Aircall, how it got started, and what you do there? Of course. Um, so Aircall is a French startup uh, that was launched by the startup studio founders in 2014 with core four founders. The company really helps um, you to create and manage your own entire phone system from anywhere in the world. So users can set up dynamic and intelligent call queues, create personalized caller journeys, route calls to the right people automatically, and also integrate with any CRM or help desk you're already using so that you have your all, all your customers' information in the same place. So it really helps you make your conversation a part of the customer experience um, as a whole. And the best part is that it only takes a few minutes to set up and then you're done. And even if you want to make a change, it's also a few minutes. So it's quite different from the other um, system that people are used to. Uh, I joined the company a little over two years ago. I was their first employee. So at the beginning in a startup, every day, everybody is very hands-on. It was the same at Aircall. I worked in sales. I did also support and partnerships. Um, and as the company was growing, there was a new need emerging. Uh, clients needed someone to help them optimize their system and scale with us. And we also noticed that the percentage of new business coming from expansion every month kept growing. And there was really an opportunity to add more revenue um, to that channel um, other than sales. Uh, so I decided to go full-time into customer success and start building the team. And we're now seven across our two offices in Paris and New York. That's awesome. So you got in from the beginning. You're there, you were their very first employee, which is kind of crazy and kind of cool. So... How did you decide from going, you know, like, I think you probably had the opportunity to go kind of anywhere within the company. What attracted you to customer success? Well, customer success is a new field, especially in Europe. Um, I think in the recent years, it has really grown. But even two years ago, it was not something that, you know, uh, was known or that a lot of people were doing. So it really interested me. Um, I like stuff that is new and where you can, you know, try and learn yourself. Um, and there was also the opportunity where no one knew how to do it. And I was kind of willing to, you know, figure it out and everybody helped me. So it was a great experience overall. That's great. And like later on, we're going to get into, you know, like some of the challenges and things that you've experienced within customer success. And this is great because, you know, you were the one who pioneered it pretty much at Aircall. But what did you do before you came to Aircall? So before I came to Urkel, I was doing my um, end of master's internship at Amazon um, in customer experience also. So I worked on consulting projects to help them improve the experience for Amazon customer, uh, which ranged from monitoring delivery times to making sure product search algorithms were relevant, um, tracking which devices were used to make purchase and so on. So it was really great. I, I enjoyed it a lot, uh, but I kind of wanted to have the startup experience and understand how a business will build from the ground. Up. So after I graduated, I chose to join Aircall. And now the company has more than 70 employees. Uh, they raised $12 million and they have offices in Paris and New York. So it really has been a great uh, journey. That, I mean, yeah, and that has happened. When did you start? You said two years ago? Or, yeah, two years yes, ago. two years wow. ago. That's incredible. Um, and I, like, how is the startup experience in France? And what do you find special about you know, the region? And what do you think makes it unique for startups right now? 
Well, the start of Simi's Friends has really been booming in the past few years. Um, it You can really feel something in the air changing. It has become one of the top destinations for venture capital and funding in Europe. There are many startup studios, incubators, and very talented people that are launching a successful company every year. Um, there are also important initiatives in favor of entrepreneurship, uh, such as Station F opening this year, for example, that I'm sure will have a huge impact. So, I mean, it's really... I mean, there's very a lot of change, um, and the environment is also changing. The way of people, the people, the way the people think is changing, um, and I think that the way of life in France, and especially um, in the in the cities, will um, attract a lot of talent. Yeah, and so when did you start the kind of customer success initiative? Like how early on? Because you came from customer experience at Amazon, and um, so you kind of understood the importance of having you know a good you know first customer experience, making sure customers are adopting. So when did you kind of really start putting processes in place for that? Um, I think it was quite early. Um, in the first few months, we saw the need emerging. And I think about after six months, uh, the first project um, were rolling out. And then I went full-time pretty quickly. Very nice. And what were some of the first things that you kind of did? What did you see um, was necessary to have a successful customer success program or onboarding system? Or what were kind of your first initial initiatives that you put in place for customer success? Um, well, the first thing I did uh, was really drill into our metrics to see where we could have the most impact uh, because we already had quite a lot of customers, so I couldn't be everywhere um, and even other people couldn't help, you know, in that capacity. So, I mean, the 80-20% rule really worked for us as well. So I focused on our top clients um, and make sure that they had a good onboarding process, uh, which was really more hands-on than we believed at the beginning. Uh, so we really keep talking to them and driving adoption, making sure that they were seeing the, the impact. So we had quarterly business reviews that were implemented. So we have to talk to our biggest customer at least once every three months. And it's much more than that um, in, uh, you know, in the in real life. But at least once every three months, uh, see which metrics uh, we had to find out for churn, for example. Um, how do we contain churn or contraction? What type of deals we could offer? So it was quite a vast project. Um, and then we tried a lot of things as well, like some worked, some didn't. So yeah. And what are some metrics that you saw early on that were important to reducing churn at your company? So there were three metrics who were tracking from the very beginning uh, that were churn, contraction, and expansion. And basically, the way for us to measure our progress is through the um, net MR churn rate, uh, which really helps you combine those three metrics and see what impact you have on the bottom line. So our main goal is to maximize extens expansion and really contain churn and contraction as much as possible. What do you think about the customer success initiatives that you put in place so early has contributed to the growth of Aircall? Um, well, I mean, in the subscription economy, I don't think it's possible not to have customer success. Um, it was really... I mean, it became obvious to us very quickly. Um, I think the most initiative is really contributing to growth. So making sure that you keep the customers that you're having because the cost of a acquisition of a client is higher than the initial sell um, in most cases. So you're capitalizing on the lifetime value of your client. If you don't have customer success, you can do that. And then your growth engine is not sustainable. So we were really, I mean, we've worked very closely with the sales team from the beginning. And I mean, we're part of that growth initiative. 
Yeah, and I mean, what do you think about, I mean, you've worked obviously in all aspects or in all areas of air call. Um, what do you think is a great way to have, you know, like sales and marketing and customer success all work together? Um, do you think, like, how important do you think it is and how often do you think that the teams should communicate? Uh, I think it's very, very important. Um, if you don't have communication, then basically it's really hard um, to work and have a, you know, a lasting impact with what you're doing. So we're very close uh, with the sales team. Um, basically, I think it's one of the team we have the most contact with, which makes sense. Uh, we have weekly meetings with them and also we're in daily contact to make sure that the transitions from client to success remain as smooth as possible. Uh, we also work together to find out what are good fit customers. So which are the clients that we want to have uh, or the prospects that will make good clients. And this helps both teams because um, sales will have references afterwards that will help them close even more prospects. And we have clients that are less prone to churn and more inclined to expansion. So it's very important that we keep collaborating and we adapt um, as the product grows. So this is also why we're very close with the product and development team. So we can voice what customers, you know, um, are telling us, um, give them their feedback. And that really helps also the development team to prioritize on features and product orientation. Um, so it's, it's very large. I mean, we also work with marketing uh, for blog posts and to generate, uh, you know, content and with partnerships. So it's very important that the information flows um, continuously. You were working in customer experience at Amazon, but how do you think it's different from having like a customer experience or a customer support? How is customer success different than those? Or do they encompass that? Like, what are the main differences between customer success and something like customer experience? Um, well, I think customer success is part of the customer experience, but the customer experience is much larger. It's really every interaction that you're going to have with the customer um, and, you know, how they feel about it, how you can improve it and what they feel about your brand. Uh, customer success is more, I mean, in my opinion, um, managing relationships um, and business relationships to make sure that your customers are successful with your product and that they're achieving their the goals that they set for, uh, for it. So it can be helping them over projects, um, training them with new features, um, changing the system if they want to. And that's very different with, for example, the support team who will be more reactive and more here to fix problems, whereas we're more here as a strategic advisor on what they want to do and where they want to go. And is are the customer support and experience teams underneath kind of the customer success umbrella or team, or do they exist separately? Well, right now we're all in different teams. Uh, there's no umbrella yet. Uh, maybe in the future there will be, but since we're already really close um i mean we've known each other uh very well and we have no problem you know talking to one another so there hasn't been a need uh to have an umbrella but we're very aligned i think it's important that um, customers have the same level of service um, whether they're talking to sales or success or support yeah certainly and so what is uh the kind of csm weekly schedule look like like when you know you come into the office on monday what are your goals for your customer success team and things like that well csm's um their main mission is really to grow their own portfolio so they have a set of accounts they're responsible for so they have to make sure no client is at risk, um, identify opportunities also if, if there are some, and basically communicate with their clients as much as possible. Uh, they need to make sure that customers and users keep seeing the value in using the service. They need to communicate on new features and basically adapt the system um, 
when the customer you know needs it or um, if there's a new project going on. So they go to the offices, to their offices. They'll call, have calls. They'll be in constant contact. So that's really their main task, um, and it's it takes quite a lot of time. And the rest of their time, which will be maybe 10 to 15 percent, uh, will be dedicated to projects. So they will collaborate, for example, with the product team on the conception of a new feature. And since they're in constant contact with clients, they will better understand their point of view. And this information is very crucial for product development. They will, And if they need to go further, they can make introduction with key users so that the product or development team can have direct feedback. So this is priceless, you know, when you're building a product and making sure that you're building it for the people that, you know, are using it and, you know, stay aligned with this. Do you think the product has made better, been made better faster because you've had um, a good customer success program early on? Uh, yes, absolutely. I think that it helped um, it helped us develop a product that was really for um, the users. But at the same time, I think the product team has a very tough job because they need to, you know, balance the needs, for example, of existing customers with prospect. Um, and it changes also based on the country that you're operating in. So it, they really have a lot of feedback and then they have to decide which features are going to benefit, you know, the most people and be of interest for the whole company and all the users. So um, I'm sure it helps, but it's very complicated and um, it's a very tough job and they, they're great at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so what are kind of the ways that you measure your customer success team's success? Uh, what type of things do you what type of goals do you have for them? Well, the main goal is really the net MR churn. It's the main um, target and metrics that we use. Um, and it really helps evaluate how we're doing. I mean, if people are churning, it means that we're not providing them, you know, the value for the product that they're supposed to see. If they're expanding, it means they're happy. So this is really all encompassing. And then we have sub-metrics that we track in order to make our jobs better. So that could be customer journey milestone. Um, the onboarding process also is very important. And we also track adoption metrics, um, NPS as well. But there are more indicators um, than goals in themselves uh, for now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then, so what are some of the challenges that you've seen um, working in customer success, you know, starting the program from the beginning? Uh, what have you kind of seen as uh, your biggest challenges so far? Um, the biggest challenge is really allocating your resources uh, where they can have the most impact. Uh, because when you're in a startup, uh, you know, there's always so much to do and uh, you don't have the time to be everywhere. So what we did is really track the impact um, of what we're doing, all of our actions. So one of the challenge was finding the right data to make sure that we were making progress where we needed to. Um, and the other was also adapting and understanding what clients clients wanted to have. So it was also adapting the relationship uh, based on the service that we're um, providing. And since the product is changing very fast, our relationships are too. So adapting to the, the climate was one of the main um, main challenge uh, we had to face, especially when you put in place processes that need to change a few months later because the whole structure has changed. Uh, You need to be very adaptable, um, inclined to change um, and communicate a lot with your team and also, you know, with your customers and other departments so they understand the the choices that you're making. I think that's one of the most important things. And then if you don't mind me asking, so early on, what was um, maybe a mistake or a misstep that you made that you would 
uh, give advice to other people in customer success to avoid something that you uh, did early on that you're like, okay, I'll never do that again. Or I learned a lot from that experience or that mistake. Uh, yes, uh, I think one of the mistakes we made at the beginning is that we treated every client the same way um, when they were not bringing in, you know, the same revenue or they didn't have the same weight um, for us. So I think it was just a, a hard switch from the very startup mentality at the very beginning when every client matters. Um, and then you grow when you understand that this is not the best way to spend your time. So we had a, a hard time pivoting. Uh, but once that was made, um, we really had way more impact. And also the decision to be more proactive. So at the beginning, customer success, you react to what's happening. So you contain churn, uh, you try to contain contraction, and it can be a bit overwhelming. I think the best thing is really to start with a plan um, and see, you know, how you can have the most impact and not be, you know, um, disturbed by all the signals coming in. I think it's hard to keep a cool hub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and you, like you said, yeah, definitely like learning how to be more proactive rather than reactive. And once you have those processes in place, it really does help. Um, but yeah, thank you. So, and then what can we expect to see from Aircall um, in the rest of 2017 and in 2018? Well, there's a lot coming up. Uh, I know there's a lot of new features and product improvement that are in the pipe and that are going to launch in the fall and continue um, in 2018. Uh, the NYC office is also quite developed now um, and they're going to be at full speed and I think they're really going to have an impact on the market um, in the US. Uh, basically, the whole company has structured a lot and we're much better at executing. So I think it will be a very interesting year. Um, and then, of course, there's a lot I, can, I can't say, but, you know, yeah. it's in the <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. And then any final thoughts or advice you have for any of the customer success professionals listening? Um, yeah, sure. Um, I think maybe the most important thing is to listen to your customers. Um, they're the best source, um, you know, for what they need. Um, and then when you find something that works, uh, really optimize the process in order to be able to scale it. Um, and at the opposite, if something is not working, really try something else. Um, and the last thing would be to maybe measure what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah that's very important. Yeah. And customer success, probably the most important thing, right? <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Tanya, for speaking with us and giving us some of your insight and your wisdom. And we're excited to see what Aircall does in the rest of 2017 and 2018. Um, and thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks again so much, everyone, for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to our channels. You can find us on SoundCloud or iTunes by searching the Customer Success Channel. Uh, you can also find us, you know, by, by searching Plan Hat. And don't forget to share it with your friends, whoever's interested in customer success. And we'll talk to you again next week. Bye.